welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and you already know it, I'm here with my good friends. First of all, to my left, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and to my right, we have Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Boys, it's good to be back with y'all. We are here to talk about Andor, uh, exciting Star Wars series. Yeah, very exciting. All the Star Wars geeks and nerds are going nuts. Yeah, and, uh, we're here high, for you. A lot of high praise, absolutely. Yes. You guys will notice, listeners, viewers, that uh, Markham is not here. Our resident Star Wars expert and super fan, uh, Zach. Hope you're feeling better, man. And uh, I know you're sad to miss uh, all the action this yeah. week. The episode and just blew his mind that hard. Yeah. Well, that and he didn't learn a lesson about eating food at a state fair. So yep. that's uh, <laughs> that's on him. There's a reason why all their yeah. food is fried. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Rough. Yeah. It's rough. Man, I haven't been to actually. I went to a fair maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, I think had it been before COVID, I guess. But oh, I said COVID. We should probably move on. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're here to review Andor episode number four. Uh, yeah, four. What's it called? I don't even know. Aldhani. Yep. What's it called? Aldhani. Oh yeah, that, that's the name of that planet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes it okay. is. Look Great. at you go, man. Hey, man. I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, big shout out to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, whether you are watching on YouTube or if you are listening on Apple or Spotify or somewhere else. We really appreciate you. We want to please remind you to um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're taking it in. And, uh, you know, leave us a review, leave a comment. Those things help us out tremendously. They really, really do. So um, we really appreciate you guys. And with that in mind... I think it's time. Yeah, let's do it. To give a spoiler warning. Here's your spoiler warning for um, episode four of Andor. Um, yeah, boys, what do we think? Yeah, I am. I'm loving the show. I really am. Yeah. Uh, the first three episodes dropping was was a really good. I don't know, like lead into what this show is gonna feel like and the tone. Yeah. And this fourth episode kind of like doubles down on that, man. It's it's got um I mean there's definitely like political workings going on. Yeah. And uh I actually really enjoyed all of the um the detail that was coming out of the Empire's uh meetings, like yeah. the, the 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 political aspect of it, right? Like and how weird was it seeing like the Empire like meeting on a planet? Like we've always seen them on sh- on starships yeah. and destroyers and all that kind of stuff and like here they are. They have like a, a home base on a planet. Like that's yeah. like, and not just any planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was really cool just seeing like the inner like squabblings of the empire as well. Right. Like because for the most part we see we see the very top, and in general there's like maybe one or two people who are really in control, and everyone else is just kind of following along. Like you know, whereas this is a very like you know, more of a mid-level meeting that seems to be going on in this this council. And you're kind of seeing the, like you said, the political, like, machinations and the way they're trying to maneuver and get themselves into better positions, too. Like, it, it, and it isn't even about, like, you know, moving the empire's in, um, interests forward. It's about, it, it's almost like, like seeing a corporate environment, in a way, yeah, where it's I, like I, they're I, trying I, yeah. to move their own like coin in their own value up they're not necessarily trying to they are trying to help the empire but only in the way that they're trying to make the empire help them yeah and the the person who was like kind of leading the meeting uh like he was like so empire like he was yes. like he he belonged there like he was extra weaselly yeah and uh you really i mean you can believe that he was somebody up and up oh and yeah high. like a hundred percent like he very much seemed like he was he would fit r- right on uh, right next to like you know 
uh, Tarkin yep. and like yep. you know all the you know the admirals and stuff like that um, in in this environment. So it was pretty cool seeing that in, that go there and you know seeing all these people you know try to backstab each other and undermine each other and like oh this is our jurisdiction you know like that yeah. kind of stuff you know good stuff t roll what you th- what do you think man yeah i thought it was really good um i think it was interesting seeing luthen uh i mean i had no idea who he wa- like who he was right right yeah and i still don't really know but apparently in on coruscant he runs a business for like um specialty Collectibles, yeah, unique, unique things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's his front. And I was really amazed. I wasn't sure, you know, with the fact that he was going to Coruscant. I wasn't like, is he, is he some sort of delegate? Is he some sort of right yeah. senator, yeah. whatever? Um, so that was interesting. And again, I did not see it coming. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Like his uh, little transformation, the character. Yeah. Uh, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that scene uh, when he's uh, putting his wig on and he's putting the rings on, and then like when he gets his entire outfit his on, demeanor. and then he like he like twists his hand smile and on. he puts a smile on, and like he's changed. Like he's hundred yes. percent changed. Yep. And then even when you see the interaction later on when we get Mon Mothra uh, coming yeah. in the scene, and it's. He's just like, oh hey, how's like very he's lighthearted. Yeah. He's very yeah, yeah. yeah they, it, couldn't, they couldn't have picked a better actor for this man. No, that's great. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. He, yeah, he always knows how to freaking make a performance, man. It's, yeah. it's it's he's been doing a great job so far. Yeah, it's really cool. I like, just seeing like that transformation into this you know generally lighthearted person. Yeah, it almost kind of reminds me of like uh like the Nolan verse like Batman type of idea where like. His real life is his pers- mask, is his yeah. mask, mm-hmm. whereas in being Batman is his his true self. Right. You know, so that's kind of what I thought about as well. Is like, oh well, you know, this is really his his mask. Right. Um. So that that, that was really cool seeing him, and he was just like he was so different. I it was like very different. It really was like he was a different person yeah, than we, what we saw because we had just yeah. saw him in that scene where he's dropping off um Andor on the yes on the, the help with the mission right to try to yeah. convince him and like. He was very in control, and he was very like, um, "These, this is what's going to happen, and you're going to yeah. do this, and you're gonna like, this is what we need to happen, right?" Like, and and then he changes to this persona of like somebody who's like very boisterous and like it, yeah. he's uh, he's he's very elegant, and yeah. and uh, it's it was just strange to see it initially, but then once it happened, and you're like, "Dude, this this rocks, man! This yeah. guy is he's he's in the rebellion, like he's truly." On a, putting up a front yeah. to um, help Literally, the cause, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once again, it kind of reminds me of a lot like a superhero, like um, like transformation. You know, like the, the idea of the way you present yourself can make such a difference. It's like it, it's kind of like the, the always the argument about like Superman as well. You know, like it's it, it's a, also it's largely about his demeanor. Like he acts so differently when he is Clark Kent as when he is Superman. You know, right. yeah. Oh yeah, exactly, and. Um, he did uh, kind of pave the way in like starting that mission for Andor, and yeah. um, I, I enjoyed every every scene on that the the small planet of um, was it Aldahani or whatever Aldahani, right? yeah. yeah, and uh, just the the core of people. They said you're going to be joining a team, and then like it, they're already up against him because like yeah. oh we're we're so close to getting this mission started, and we're introducing a new person. Oh, and to you this. can't blame them. Yeah, I mean no, I'd be freaking absolutely, out too. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the skepticism there, and then like uh, Val, I believe, right? That was her name. Vel, um, I think. Yeah, Vel. That's right. Yeah. Um, she had to kind of convince them by th- making it think it was her idea, but it, yeah. it really wasn't. No. Um, 
but uh it's strong performances by all those characters um even like I, they all had like a type like you've seen those types before yes. in like heist movies like uh, there's the uh, overly aggressive one, and then yeah. there's like the the very meek one who's just there, kind of who knows what the, for, the, right? Yeah, like, the, the the new the new young kid. Who's, yeah, yeah. He thinks who, like he's you know, there for a cause. Believes the best yeah. in everyone. Yes. Yeah, there you go. You know. And, yeah. Um, the uh, the mentor, right? The guy who like wakes him up, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. In like, I, I mean, it's completely understandable when you think about when you're the resistance, like any person. Or in any type of like rebel force or anything that you're seeing throughout history, anytime someone outside of your like unit that you did directly know, that is it's very suspicious. You're like, you you get very antsy anytime anyone joins and with it being so close to them pulling off such a large mission, you know. Yeah. It, it, I I mean I completely understand their you know, their apprehension about you know who yeah. andor is and how could they not have some apprehension when they like she comes in it's like oh hey everyone this is clem like the yeah clem like what well, yeah. all the names also just shows. a terrible yeah. name uh, absolutely clem. horrific name like yeah, it was terrible. yeah i have confidence in a guy named clem right like that's <laughs> yeah this guy's gonna lead us through the the mission so, right you know what's so interesting is luthan like he only went to get andor because he andor had that um, that piece of tech that he stole. What was again the? Uh, well, well, he even says in the episode that's not why he went there. But he was prompted to go there because of that. Yeah, like if right, if yeah. if an Andor was in a rush to make that meeting happen, remember when he's talking to old girl? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't even remember her name either. Yeah, Sorry no, guys. We don't. Is <laughs> too many shows it? to watch right now <laughs> to keep up with this stuff. But and they all have hard names too. Like yeah, dude, freaking. Right, anyways, but um, this mission was three days later. Like you know, he drops Andor off, and he's, they've got three days. So it's like. It's so interesting because this is like a top recruit for him, right? Yeah, but uh, like it, th- none of this would have happened if Andor didn't call out to sell this item in the exact moment he did. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's just no way, right? Like Luthen's not just going to go there. He was waiting for the right time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he, yeah. He. he it's timed just interesting it. to yeah, think about that. the timing yeah. of it all. You and, know. And the kind of like the little the speech he gives about like I wasn't there for the the product like I was there for you and that kind yeah. of thing like I mean. Did he was he just saying that to blow smoke or was he actually the idiot? Let's uh, make yeah. a call right now. Uh, I'm gonna have to say I, I like the idea of him meaning it. Like, yep. it, it, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's like one of those guys. I don't feel like he's like a recruiter. Like literally, like, like, like a college football recruiter. Yeah, like college football recruiter. But he's like that. He's that college football recruiter who like watches from like the gate. That's hidden behind the shed, and it's <laughs> like he doesn't want anybody to know that he's actually scouting yeah. this player, you know. And he's like been watching him from afar. Mm-hmm. He he's like you know, reading a newspaper in the in the cafe because he wants to see how he acts towards like the waitress when he's you know after a big win. <laughs> you know, he's really trying to understand yeah. that character, understand this kid. Like, that's kind of how I think that because I feel like Luthen's been like had his finger on the pulse of. Andor as a character for potentially a while. That's, uh, that's I think a, so. I think that's a great analogy, by the way. Yeah, um, I, I I could see that a hundred percent. And like the rebellion, like they they're, they're starting up. Okay, this is like this. The kind, this yeah. is really the, like the inception of the re- of the rebellion. Really, like um, and the the great thing that I'm I'm seeing here is that. We are getting kind of like the the backdoor dealings and like yeah. the the, the nitty gritty on on what's going to drive this rebellion forward, and they're they're not afraid to do things that are uh, questionable. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, 
when when he says, "Well, what are we stealing? What are we doing?" Right? And he's like, uh, "The entire quarterly uh, earning payroll. payroll of of the empire of, of this, the sector. Of this yeah. sector. Of the, yeah, that, like, how wild is like that, how many man? sectors are yeah. there? Because I can't imagine that this is like a small amount of money. No, I, I doubt it's. It's probably yeah. a yeah. a pretty significant amount of money. I was like, hoping that the heist actually happened in this episode because like the way they hyped it up, I was yeah. I was sold, man. I was I'm ready to I'm ready to watch it. Next we're, week's gonna be gonna pretty epic. It. I hope. Yeah. I, I really do. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, and Star Wars always does a good job of showing you what the mission's going to be before they do the mission. That's true. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you you always get some 3D layout or some computer program. Or <laughs> yeah. They literally have some... mission briefings before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've seen it in every trilogy. Like, it's, it's there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm telling you, man, I don't think I've been more into just pure dialogue of explanation yep. like uh then than this show like yep. it's the, they do such a good job of of kind of like capturing my attention of it may not be actiony on the scene like no fighting going on but just the way they are going about um painting the picture for us yep. on on the turmoil of their universe of their galaxy that they're they live in um i'm i'm completely invested in the story um but the funny thing is, is that uh, there are there are some reviews out there saying that they they're they're not into it and it doesn't feel like a Star Wars thing and the funny thing is that I no walk, way I, hold on there's yeah. some members of the Star Wars yeah. fan base that aren't happy with a product that yeah. just came out Ex- yeah exactly right but the, fu- the funny yeah. thing is though as I'm watching it with my wife right and uh, she loves Star Wars like 100 percent right yeah but uh, she is for some reason not cl- clicking with the show um, it's too too wordy for her. Too it's like too uh, real. Yeah, it's too. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Um, every time I ask her, like, what she thought of the episode, she's like, ah, oh, it's too it's a, wordy. It's okay. Like, I, it's too much. Like, too much political. Too much talking. So too it's much. Kind of like the prequels yeah. here. Um, uh, I will say, anytime you talk about political, it kind of has like a negative, like, yeah. connotation when it comes right. into the Star Wars universe because of the yeah, like trade agreement stuff that went around in exactly. uh, the prequels. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, board I, f- meetings. I feel like what they're doing <laughs> is they're like trying to show you like the disconnection that the like the the empire is having with their with the people at the time and like how they're squabbling over this stuff that doesn't really matter, um, you know, and well as well, people are suffering to like an extreme extent, yeah. which is what I think they're trying to show you is like they have no idea what's actually happening in in their in their universe, right. in these sectors. Um they so, didn't see the genocide of the Jedi. Like they didn't yeah. see. They, like, I mean, they heard about it, but they like there's there's uh, systems out there that di- that didn't actually like see that take place. Like yeah. like Coruscant did. Like Coruscant saw that. Yeah. So yeah, and like just I would like to just go back a little bit and just say I love. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about them dropping three episodes to start, but especially after seeing this episode, the first th- dropping those three episodes was almost like watching like a. Like a you know a, a setup story like this it was all about setting up and then now we're getting to see the real story like yeah. this it was all background pretty much and you know getting it, all the pieces into place up until the end of the third episode and now they're really like it's almost like his life is about to begin it's yeah. you know yeah I agree with that and I'm I'm actually I'm a huge fan of the the multi episode drop yeah uh, I mean Amazon does it better than anybody out there but uh, I'm glad that uh, Disney's getting the action. It is a little hard for us as we like have to yeah. consume this before we decide to like record on it. But however, I think it does like, wonders for the storyline because we are able to see um, the the two episode combination of yeah. the development of the characters. Um, the big the big thing about 
that for me. Like Andor, the three episodes, it set the tone. I mentioned this at the yeah. start of the episode, and the and the tone of this is like this is Star Wars for adults. Like they're they're not playing yeah. around, man. This is um, it gets dark and it's it, it kind of stays dark with a lot of the themes and the the dialogue in in this Star Wars TV show is a lot more um, I don't know like mature adult. Like yeah. there's less like quippy dialogue like Obi Wan. Obi Wan had a lot of quippy dialogue through yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor's performance and it, nothing against him. Like that's his character. His character he kind of yeah. speaks that way. However, like this is this is real stuff that, that, that I, I feel mean like in a way with. the Jedi can afford to you know. Be quippy because you can just pull out a, 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 a you know, a lightsaber and just annihilate a whole bunch of people or use the force <laughs> to be able to do stuff, you know. Whereas yeah. if you're living in the real world, you know, you kind of have to, you know, sometimes fight. And I, I really did love. I loved how when they were in the in the camp area and they, you know, they dropped, you know, a huge name like. Uh, they dropped Saul Guerrera, and I was like, "Ooh, that is a that is a big name." Um, you know, because that that was when they were trying to show like, oh, well, you know, all the stuff that can happen because of if our part falls apart, like, you know, this could hurt how this could hurt the rebellion and or the, if someone it, it, bringing in this person um, is not who he says he is, you know, either we fail the mission or he ends up being someone who isn't reliable and is giving information to the Empire or whatever. And then they drop the name Saul Guerrero. So that's always you know, an interesting play because he's the, he's probably one of the um, most famous early resistance fighters or early rebellion fighters, yeah. you know, and, you know, is one of the most, uh, you know, notoriously, um, you know, kind of, you know, hard people to get along with in the universe. Yeah. And uh, somebody who's always there to kind of like face the empire like yeah. head, head on. Good stuff, man. I, I feel like um, something that I want to applaud with Star Wars, or at least with all of the, most of the shows, maybe all of them, I don't know, but it always feels like the stakes in Star Wars are, are so high. Yeah, I Does get that. that. Yeah. I mean, when we're dealing with like galaxies and we're dealing yeah. with star systems and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it feels that way, but you're right. The way they deliver even, it. Yeah. Even more on like, like where Andor's at, where the, in this campground in the woods, you know, like, it feel it feels like the stakes are so high for these six or seven people, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because it feels so high because of they do a good job of setting up where they are at on the power scale, and so that helps adjust. They can be doing something that is relatively small. Like I mean, for all we know, there could be like a thousand sectors. So stealing a, a quarterly for a sector may not be the biggest thing ever, but because they do a good job of showing. Where how they are living at this point, and just sh visually showing that it's like these six people, and they were already short a person, and just by saying they were short a person, that is saying they didn't have another person to add. You know, like they are so small right now that the like you know everything that they do, every person that they br bring in has to be fit into that line, and so even doing something on a single planet. And this one moment is all of a sudden a monumental task. Mm, yeah, yeah, man. Very, very well said. And like, especially when they're they're gathered around, like talking about the mission, t talking about everyone's role. And yeah. then they're like, "Are you in? Like, are you committed, man?" And he's like, well, "When do we start? Like, let's go. Let's get yeah. this going." Um, I feel like Andor is uh, he. I mean, he's he's us. He's like the every everyday man, right? Yeah. Like he's. Uh, 
he, you want to do something good with your life, right? Like, like that's people aspire to that. They want to yeah. do that. And here Andor is like he didn't really, he didn't really know what the good was that he wanted yeah. to do. However, he just knew he didn't want to be in the situation he was in. And I feel like that's that's we can all relate to that. Like we we don't really know the situation that we're, that we're in, but we do aspire to be do something greater. And he has that moment here. Yeah, I think he, uh, yeah, I think he's trying to like wade through like what is going on. He kind of got thrown into this situation. He doesn't know. Like, he doesn't understand. It almost kind of reminds me of the beginning of, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where Sky is all of a sudden, like, thrown into the S.H.I.E.L.D. situation where she, like, for 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 example, she wanted to do good. She was a, you know, um, she was trying to do good in her own way, even though it was outside the realms of, the, of law. And then she kind of got pulled into something greater than herself and became a, you know, and a very important part of the team. And that's basically the kind of pathway that it looks like they're taking Andor on. Yeah. And, and he's also <clears throat> similar to that. He's like such a non trusting person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You, you could just tell he just tell. doesn't trust people, you know? Um, and he's also, he seems difficult to work with. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, but he, he seems to like be playing he, his role. Right yeah. Now. It's like, he doesn't seem in my mind, like, and again, I'm not him, but, you know, if I was in that campground, I'd be like trying to convince people, like, "Hey guys, like you could trust me." Yeah. And he almost doesn't give a rip. No, they yeah. Think. He's 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 there because he has to be. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. I, I think I think it's that, but I also think it's a little bit. He may understand in those situations. You know, being that person that's like, "Hey, you can trust me," is kind of an untrustworthy thing to do. You know, it's like it, it's almost like you're trying too hard. If you have to, to, if you to, have to show, tell somebody, yeah, if you have to tell somebody like, to trust you, hey, hey, trust me. Yeah. You, you can trust me. I'm not going to do anything to you guys. Just trust me. Just trust me. No, but but even like, just talking, if you would just yeah. like communicate with him, he's like not even saying anything. Is my point? Like he's not even being like like a person. You know, like he's just being quiet and yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of what yeah. I'm getting at. It's yeah. not like I, he needs to. I'm not saying he needs to say, "Hey, guys, trust me." But it's like, yeah. do things to earn trust is kind of what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think it's also he's trying to like you know read the situation. Like he is, you know, it's kind of the idea of you know you you watch and you learn before you open your mouth. Like if you're yeah. if you're trying to be, especially in those situations, you know, you, you try to be smart, and you know, the more you can learn before you say something, the better. Yeah, and and you could see they're they're trying to test him too because like yep. they were sitting around the the campfire and then he, immediately the one guy is like oh so tell us how you're gonna do that. he's like can I finish my food first like he's he's like give me a give me a moment here yeah and uh, there they are they're already they're already testing him they're already um, at him like what what's your what's your motivation what's your driving factor yeah. and uh, he's just so nonchalant about it and like he, you're right he doesn't give a rip like he's just he's he's there because he knows what he wants to gain out of this mission and it's. Obviously, the money in order to help him find him his sister because yeah. that's still going on. We may we may not have seen or heard that storyline of his sister like actually yeah. uh, in this episode, but you know his motivations behind what he's doing is because of his sister yes. and how he can help find her with the money that he's about to earn yeah. from this. Yeah, um, that's definitely something that's gonna be a driving force. And like back with uh, I, 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 the way I came kind of thinking about with Luthen been watching for a while, it kind of makes me almost think. Like, is his mother somehow involved? Like, is there something there where, you know, maybe she was at some point some sort of an associate of Luthen's or she has, you know, Who's some mom? Andor's mom? Andor's adopted Fig- mother. Figurative mother. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. like, was she somehow involved in, in, in some sort of. Marva, Minerva or Marva? 
I think it's Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. yeah. Well, how, if she was involved in some sort of either like shady dealings, I mean, it looked like she they were doing some sort of like scrapping or something like that, or wh- whatever they were doing, like uh, looting whatever the ship or whatever that, uh, on the planet. So I mean, maybe yeah. he was her contact for moving goods. You know, went back in back before. You know, so I, I have a feeling that maybe she you know, has some sort of connection with everything that is going on as well. It's, it could, you know, be the reason why Luke, because yes, Luthen may have had an eye on him for a while, but like, I think she could be the reason why he even knew that he existed. Cause you got to remember, you know, we're also in a galaxy. So it's like billions of people, you know? Yeah, so exactly. like, why is he clued in on this one person? It would make sense for if there was some sort of a connection there that, you know, kind of points them to yes, door, yeah. yes, yeah. And again, unless that that chick from <laughs> episodes one through three again, I'm sorry, I don't Bix, remember. Bix, Bix, yeah. How can you forget, bro? Come on. Unless man. unless Bix is like working closely with Luthen and she's like letting him know, like, you know, he's a recruiter, but she's yeah. like the regional recruiter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, he's the head recruiter, and she reports yeah, back yeah, to him. Right. Yeah, yeah. The only problem I ha- I would have with that idea is I don't feel like she had uh, unless she's an unwitting recruiter i don't feel like she had enough of a like understanding of the situation didn't seem to have really like the uh, uh, like the idea to be able to be that kind of a person like well, i don't know i mean they insinuated that they've done some some dealings like that yeah, Bix and yeah. andor had like run some missions and and yeah but i don't feel together. like she had like the way that she was talking with luthan and talking i didn't feel like she was like that type of a person, like that she was a runner of some sort potentially, or that she had done missions with somebody, but not necessarily that she was like, uh, like a pipeline recruiter that was, you know, potentially the person that was like, hey, you know, like keep an eye on. This I mean, person. I kind of gathered that she's more like a, a broker, and like she kind of used Andor to get some certain items that uh, yeah. then she could flip to yeah. uh, Luthen. Like, so I feel like. Um, she he's always like, oh, how did you get this? You knew I needed it, and then she's he's she's like, Andor, Andor, Andor's the one who does it for me, and so then that that's what put him on the radar to put yeah. the eye of Luthen on. Yeah, him. like like I was saying, she could potentially be an unwitting recruiter, but I don't think she was like a P- purposeful. Pushing. She wasn't pushing Andor. Yeah, she. I don't think she was a purposeful yeah. recruiter of any type. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, fair statement. Um. Yeah, and another thing that stood out to me, like we we mentioned, like when Mon Mothra came into the scene, but like yeah. just um, Luthen and uh, the fact that they were trying to distract the driver, and she, then they're like, "Yeah, I'm getting a new one assigned, like every every so often," and uh, the just the the loops they all have to jump through, um, and especially like the scene where Luthen and Mon Mothra are talking, and you can see in the background um, his associate is kind of showing him. Uh, some other other things that uh, would distract him, and they're having yeah. the conversation of like, well, I don't know, like how we're gonna get through this, like that that kind of stuff, and the deception and the secrecy and all. Like, I I really feel like that's really the mystery of of how they're going to accomplish and be and get to where we saw in Rogue yeah. One is going to be pretty fun and exciting to see them get to that point. Yeah, because it really is like a like a stressful idea to be. These people who are literally working within the system to take the system down, you know, because at every single moment they could be caught and have no escape, you know, no escape plan or have their entire, you know, life or way of life burned to the ground, essentially, you know. Yeah. 
you know, just like being, you know, it's, it's sort of like Senator Organa. Like, it's very similar to that in a way to where, like, everything that he was doing to underhand the empire once it became into power is very similar to what is happening here. Um, you know, these people have regular jobs that they are doing, that they have families, you know. They may have children. I mean, I don't believe either one of the the people involved here have children, but pe there are people who are involved with the, re the rebellion who have children who are, you know, it's a high stakes, one mistake, one person that you know from the rebellion that cracks and it burns all the way down, you know, and you get you could end up just having your completely life destroyed. So you have to be so committed to what is going on. And it kind of like shows with that, like that little um, campfire scene, you know, like every person that they pull in has to be 100 percent, has to be solid to be beyond any reproach because any single one of those steps can be the end of not only your life, your family's life, your family's family's lives, mm. so many, and your race's life. Like it's, you know, as we saw for in, I mean, as we saw for Cassian, like one moment basically ended his entire race's existence, you know? And like, he knows better than anyone else when you in, in interact with the empire that, you know, it could be over in an instant. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. And that's that's really showing the power of the Empire. And the reason the Rebellion is pushing back so hard is because they understand the importance of what they're doing to yeah. keep the Empire from having that like su supreme rule over yes. every, everything. And uh, it's really affecting like all the galaxies. And yeah. they're, that's that's what they're there for. That's the Rebellion and like, that, the driving force. And yeah. so I am really excited to see because... I, I didn't think I was going to like this show because of, okay, we saw how Rogue One played out, but where they are in the time frame of the Rebellion, like, I mean, literally Rogue One ends when they're handing off yep. the, the Death Star um, blueprints, right? Yeah. So from where Andor begins, which is what we're watching, to where he gets to, where he gets to in, in, in Episode 4, essentially, yep. right? Um, it's going to be so exciting to see the in-between um, and... What's the time frame on that? I'm I'm not certain. Yeah. I know like two seasons for sure of Andor, but um, it's gonna be it's gonna be great watching the progression of each episode and even the season to um, get to that point of they literally handing the yeah. blueprints off and there they there they go. It's, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to watch that. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool because we're seeing kind of like the spark of the rebellion in a lot of ways, um, and you're seeing like they've pushed it further enough back in the timeline to where they have a little bit of room to build his character. They didn't put it like right on top of, you know, Rogue One. So you do have a little bit of time for him to interact and it'll be interesting to see, it will be interesting to see how he interacts and, you know, eventually ends up with K2 in, in conjunction with K2SO and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be, that'll be really fun. I hope we do get some interactions with K2SO at some point. It'll be really awesome to just, you know, I mean, see that who doesn't want more Alan Tudyk in their life, right? Yep. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the king of the nerds. Yes, in yes, my he, opinion, truly, truly, yes. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> T roll, the, the the least interested Star Wars fan, right here. Yeah, no. um, but <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're you're digging the show though, right? Like, it's been I mean, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's been good. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's it's there. And I love a good rebellion rebellion storyline. Story yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I love all the spy espionage stuff. So yeah. I'm in. You know, it's just hard for me, like with the amount of things we're watching right now, to to have much to say. If I'm honest. No, yeah, and no, I get it, I get it. There's there's a lot going on. I'm sorry, um, I'm bringing the vibe down, bringing the mood oh, down. Oh man, here, yeah, man. it's okay. Like, uh, just let me and Shimano do our thing. Okay? I am. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. back, literally. Yeah, you're you're the host, and uh, you know we're just uh, content providers. You know, that's all. <laughs> no big deal. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess closing thoughts here. I mean, I I really like. I just said I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. Um, this heist is it. It better be epic. Like I feel yeah. like um, if if they don't if they can't execute that, uh, it'll be a it'll be a pretty hey, big. Imagine letdown. this heist. It's probably well. Let's assume it goes well. Yeah. And then that meeting, that security meeting that the Empire had. Mm-hmm. Imagine how mad that dude's oh, gonna be. Oh yeah. I yeah. hope we get. I hope we see him again. I'm, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm we sure we will. will. I'm sure yeah. we will. But uh, it's gonna be. He would be. He would probably be furious about that because he was. He was there first one on the scene. Like he was the one who called it, predicted it, and n- now here we go. It's happening. It's, and they're already casting him out. Like it's it's it's, it's wild to see. But yeah. uh, I do hope we see him again because uh, he he did a, he did a great job in the in, in his uh, arc, his first three episode arc. Yep. All right. So I do have one question for you guys. Do you think that the female em- the uh, empire? Agent that was at that meeting. Do you think she is a part of the rebellion? I'm gonna say no, no, um, because of the the fact that she was pressing the, pressing the issue. Because yep. if she would have left it alone, that saying that a piece of her equipment went missing in a key strategy, and she like if she just would have left it alone, um, yep. that would have been more telling as far as that she's uh, in the rebellion. True, but if you remember, this was in somebody else's sector. So think about it this way. It's it's sort of like you see something go wrong in somebody else's department, mm-hmm. and you're like, I have to find a way to take control of that situation so that I can then be in control for when we need to dr- misdirect something. So okay. I, just yeah, as, it just as a possibility. That's a very good point. You know, um, I wasn't thinking that, but, but uh, I, I mean, I uh, uh, the, the the I don't know for the way the first time I saw her on screen. I had the feeling that there's something maybe that she might be a part of the rebellion. Now that could be wrong. Yeah, right. And she also could just be that person that's like, um, that's sort of like the um, the what was his name? The, the the guy that was was originally or one of the guys that was Fulcrum. Okay. Originally, so you know how he was basically like just always chasing them down. I could see her being kind of like that idea, like the 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 agent that is like just hounding on them, like just always searching for them that she just is unrelenting and always kind of there. Um, kind of like the fourth sister from Obi-Wan. Like that yeah, was maybe just like, she's just actually guilty of what she's accused of, of like being a try hard. Yeah. And yeah. like caring too much about her personal career, yes. you know, that's what I took from so, it. So I, I could see it being that way too, but I just thought, you know, just throwing that out there is a possibility that she could be a potentially part of the rebellion. I will say in light of, um, yeah, I mean, in light of the screen time she got, and they like showed her walking in, and and like the, the cameras focused on her so much. Yeah, like she could be like a an ally. I could see that. It could. Yeah, I mean, she could be. She. I. I mean, I wasn't thinking that initially, but uh, now that Shimato has you, you made that statement, she's on my radar now. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's possible. It's a possibility. We'll see. Well, boys, I think we're about done for Andor episode four. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good Great. stuff. I'm looking forward to this Listen, series. We will be back next week to cover episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you're enjoying it, please share this podcast with any of your Star Wars buddies, Star Wars friends, 
Uh, leave a comment, leave a review, subscribe wherever you watch or listen, and come on back next week. So with that in mind, for my good friends Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for tuning in to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Thank you.